All right, it's good to see you this morning. I'm glad that you're here. And I know that it's been a long week for some of you, and you haven't seen me in seven days. So I'm so glad I can see you too. Come on now. Now listen to me. As a pastor of the church and I'm preaching, uh, let me tell you, I kind of like somebody to participate. As you know that being a Pentecostal church, you can say amen. amen. Or you can do this. Now, if you have on a mask, that's okay, but you got to be a little louder. And, and you know, I, I like to see, you know, the, the amen, kind of the, you know, you might just kind of, yeah, get, yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, without any emotion, it, it's hard for me, hard, harder, it's not impossible, but it's hard for me to, to, to see if you're getting. So I encourage you to... To where you are, this might be an opportunity to move around. We've got some empty spots over in this place. And you can just get uh, maybe away from everybody and, and uh, just join in. Let's have fun today. We're only going to be here a few minutes. I'm going to preach a short message. We're going to take the Lord's Supper at the end of the service, part of my sermon. And then if you do not have, a, we have a, a, a cracker and the juice all in one. And, and let me tell you, it is sanitized and all that good stuff. Anyway, uh, if you do not have one, the uh, guys in the back, if, if you just raise your hand, they'll bring you one, uh, and we'll do it again at the end of the service. But Brooke and the worship team will come back up at the end of the service, and we'll, we'll join together in taking the Lord's Supper, remembering the covenant that we belong to. And as today, I start a new series, and I'm going to call it, you could say RR, and that's not rest or relaxation or... It's not railroad, but it is the title of the series is Recognition Brings Revelation. Ready? Recognition Brings Revelation. Say it with me. Recognition Brings Revelation. Now, maybe that doesn't make sense right now, but as we go through the series, you'll, I, I, I've been praying and I believe that it's going to resonate inside of you. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and, and we know that every week that we come to church, and we, we know that as we enter in, come on, if you went to Sunday school as a child and the teacher asked a question, the, the, if you didn't know the answer, say Jesus, because chances are that's the answer, and, and he is the answer, so today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, which is part of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and as we continue on, this last series, we talked about how sometimes the Holy Spirit is bringing about in us a recognition of all the things that we have around us that sometimes go unappreciative until we lose them. Don't be a person like that. I, I call it the, the tombstone encourager. You know what I mean? You didn't say anything nice about a person until they're already passed away. Oh, man, that was a great person. You know how much profit that did for that person? Zip. So look. When we talked about how the Holy Spirit brings about a recognition, well, now this next series, the next step in our life, is what God has put on my heart, is to bring about uh, an understanding. And, and just like if you uh, understand that the, the uh, Proverbs and the Psalms say, if, if it takes everything that you have to get wisdom, get wisdom. And there's a reason for that, because wisdom in our life is the starting point. We have to have understanding. And then we have to apply it to our life to do it. Just knowing that there's uh, 62,000 species of birds, you know, you, you can have a lot of knowledge, whatever it is. 
But the, the, the wisdom that puts us in motion as a child of God is very important for us to put into motion. Just because we know it doesn't mean that we're doers of the Word of God. Let's be doers of the Word of God. I heard a story that is supposed to be true. This is secondhand that I heard. Uh, an elderly lady came out of a grocery store holding her groceries in her purse in her hand, and she came up on her car to find three young men stealing her car. She put down the groceries, got into her purse, her revolver, her handgun. She pulled it out, and she yelled at the top of her voice, I have a gun! Stop stealing my car! Her emotions were a little high. Her adrenaline was running. She says, if you don't quit, I'm going to shoot! The three young guys perked up and didn't take a second threat. They just ran for their life. The elderly lady again comes shaking. She picks up her groceries and puts them in the back seat of her car and gets into the driver's seat. And she's so shaken. She can't get her key into the ignition. And after a few seconds, she wonders, why is there a Frisbee and a football in the front seat of my car? <laughs> a few minutes later, she finds her car five spaces parked down. <laughs> Embarrassingly, she drives to the police station to give a report of what happened, and she's talking to the sergeant, which breaks out into laughter and points at the end of the counter where the three young men, white-faced, panicked, you know, has just given their description of an elderly lady carjacking their car. The description is she's an elderly lady with gray hair, under five feet tall, wearing glasses. Moral of the story is, if you're going to have a senior moment, make it memorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you are a senior or not, and you had what we call a senior moment, let me see your hand. You know, and, and I think it's the, the stronger the personality, maybe, because I've got a pretty strong personality, the more humble it is when you fall into that, huh? It's not what you know, but it's what you know for sure. Sorry, that's just not true. That you 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 think that it, and sometimes we think that it's sometimes easier for the younger people because they haven't learned it wrong the first time. But that doesn't matter. It, it is important for all of us to realize that the Word of God is our guide. Somebody can have the greatest opinion that sounds like you know. The voice of angels or whatever, you know, that, oh, man, it just worked. Yeah, but if it's not lining up with the Word of God, it is not. But we, as children of God, line our life up with. A lot of times the traditions of men can become what we believe, and then when somebody lines it up with the Word of God, it isn't. We're, we're just like that senior lady that goes, oh, no, I, I would have never done that if I didn't think I was right. This morning, recognition brings revelation. One time I was driving to church when we had church on Sunday evenings, and, and it was during the summer, and it still was light out. And, and we, Wendy and I, lived uh, down off of uh, 28th Street, or let me say this, 35 and Yuck. It was in the older part of Fort Worth, and we had all the children in the, the vehicle, and we're coming up 35, and uh, the, the traffic back then wasn't as bad as it is now, but back then, and it was traffic on a Sunday night. 
And, and when it was backed up, I mean, probably 20 cars in front of us, and nobody could go around this person. And I, I kind of got frustrated, and I thought, who in the world is clogging up all the traffic? And so it finally cleared out, and I moved over, and I'm getting up to the car that is, or the truck that is causing all the trouble. And it's going, dump, 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 dump. I just want to give them the, what in the world are you doing? Look, anybody with me on that? I'm not proud of it, but I'm just telling you what happened. And as I got up just to the point and did the what in the world look, it was Walt McCarty, my best friend, on his way to church. And I went, I got the recognition of what happened that gave me revelation, and here it is. He says, Pastor, man, I was coming all the way. It took him about 45 minutes to get here, and he'd come to every service. Him and his wife were part of You know, Walt Ronda. Anyway, he says, you know what? My truck, when I got into it, wouldn't go into fifth gear. It would just go into fourth gear. You know how many dirty looks I got on the way here today of people wanting to pass me? And I went, boy, that must have been rough. <laughs> Sometimes when you get the whole story, you get the revelation, it gives you the breakthrough. That there's something about hitting the wall over and over and over and over and over, and, and you just don't get it. Even though you're confident sometimes, and I say this gingerly, in our ignorance. The, the story that I'm going to start out with this morning is Joseph, and I'm going to kind of speed through a lot of this, so I, I want you to, if, if you say, well, Pastor, I'd love you to read it, I would love you to read it for yourself, please do it. It's in Genesis, and, and the passage of Scripture starts in verse 42, and let me just quickly go with the background. You know, Joseph is a young man, you got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob has 12 sons, and one of the sons is Joseph, and Joseph, by his brothers, are put in a pit, coat of many colors, all that good stuff. They're taken out of the pit. He sells into slavery. goes to Egypt. He ends up as the prime minister, probably second in command of the, the most powerful country on the face of the earth at that time, we believe. So the story is, it picks up today, where I want you to see it, is that Joseph has been really the father to Pharaoh. They believe that he was a young man and just come into power, and Joseph gives him the understanding through the dream that uh, there's going to be seven years of a famine, a feast, and then seven years of famine, and so to store up the good years so that you'll have it in the bad years, and so the Pharaoh says, you demand. So he becomes the man with God's glory being able to be shown through his fruits of being that wise man. Okay, so then, all over the world, people are starving to death. They don't have food. The, the time of the famine is going on, and Jacob and his sons are dying down in Israel if they don't get what? What is their need? Forget everything else. We want everything else, but what is their need? Food. They go to Egypt, or Egypt for some reason, not to any of their knowledge, but in Egypt, there's somebody down there that's smart because they've stored up food. And so we're going to go down there and we're going to buy food to survive. That's my need. That's my brother's need. That's my family's need. That's my father's need. That's our need. We have a need. They go down to Egypt and they 
They go to the place, they go to where everybody's going to buy food. Now, if you know the story, they get to the place where they come in and Joseph recognizes them. But watch this. The Bible says they did not recognize their brother. Can, can everybody stick with me on that? Joseph recognized them, but they did not recognize their brother. Their salvation, the answer to their need, will not come into play until they recognize the relationship that is going to tie in to their survival. Now, when we are believers, when we're children of God and we're believing the things of God, are, stick with me. People of faith, we're people of faith, and we, we believe, we're speaking, we're confessing. The times come, and it's easier to drift over here into the negative and say, well, <laughs> then this morning, I want you to see that a lot of people forfeit what could be theirs because they don't get revelation of what God is doing in their life because they don't recognize God. Let me say it again. They don't recognize the Holy Spirit speaking to their life, prompting them at a time in their life that their needs are going to be met. Now, I, I, I was just going to leave it there, but I want you to see that our God is the God of more than enough. The Bible says that Joseph's family... Uh, through a series of events that is just fascinating. They, they, should, they should do a movie about it. Well, I think they have. But anyway, they, they, the part that gets me is when Joseph tells them and identifies himself as the brother. Beautiful picture. I mean, you can see verbal picture as he's, the Bible's describing what happened. The, the, peop the people that are in the room that are not a family begin to go, oh, no. they, they begin to get uncomfortable because of the crying and the weak, all the stuff that's going on because of the reunion. They didn't recognize that their brother, that they had sold into slavery, that they wanted really to be dead, now is in a place of leadership. And he says this, Joseph had to recognize, because I don't know about you, but I, I can't visit too long being in that situation with Joseph. Because it would have been easy to go, eh, up with all their heads. But because Joseph recognized the revelation of what God was doing, it wasn't Joseph, it was God that had been using Joseph as an answer, if Joseph would allow him to be used as an answer. Because it says this, God, what you did, God had a purpose, he says, 45, verse 7. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here. It, you, this is a whole level, another level of maturity. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of the entire household, ruler of Egypt. Now hurry back to my father, say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord of all of Egypt. Come down to me. Don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen, which Goshen is one of the best places in Egypt, and be near me. You, your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and all you have. 
Now, I want you to hear this. He says, I will provide for you there because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all that belong to you will become destitute. You can see for yourself. Watch this. And so can my brother Benjamin, that Benjamin, Benj, Benjamin, that it is really I who am speaking to you. In other words, recognize me for who I am. The title of my message today is, Do You Know Who I Am? Talking about the Holy Spirit. So many times we're in a situation where we're praying and we go, God, I don't see you. I don't, I, I, I don't know what to do. Do we recognize? Do we know the Holy Spirit? Do we understand that the Holy Spirit can speak to us in the good times as well as in the bad times? But what I love about this story, and, and it's always goes, it always for me goes to the God of more enough. Pharaoh understands what has happened, and he's kind of been told secondhand. He comes into the scene, and he's not the second guy. He's not a believer, but through the favor of the person, the child of God, Joseph, through his favor, the Pharaoh loves him so much. Why? Probably he got to work early. He probably didn't complain too much at work. He probably helped out Pharaoh when he wasn't all that in the cup of you know, what I mean? you know where I'm going, right? In our lives, what are we doing? But here's Joseph, and he's become dear to Pharaoh. He's become, uh, through the revelation of what he, the interpretation of the dream, now he's providing not only for the children of God, but through him, Egypt is being blessed. But here he comes on the scene, and he says this. Tell them, go on back and get dad. But he... Here's what I want to say. He winches it up the blessing even more. Watch what he says. Never mind about your belongings. In other words, don't pack a bag. Just leave all that stuff there in Israel. Why? Because the belongings, your belongings, because the best of all Egypt will be yours. Come on. Come on. Let it sink into your heart today. Well, God will never do that to you. Who are you listening to? The, the Bible says that Pharaoh goes on to say this. He commanded them to give provisions to, for their journey. He says he, the Pharaoh gave them clothing. It says, if, if you read that in verse uh, 19. Hey, listen to some of this real quick. He gave them new clothing. Benjamin, he gave 300 shekels of silver. Five sets of clothes to everyone. He, he says, I, I'm going to give you ten donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt to go back to get your father. In other words, this is going to just be a sign that I, I'm going to load up ten donkeys of good stuff. But then I'm going to put in ten female donkeys. I don't know what the difference of female and male, but anyway, we got a lot of donkeys going back. Ten female donkeys loaded down with grain, bread, and other provisions for the journey. In other words, I guess they have ten pairs of donkeys that can produce and, and breed and have even more blessing on the family. Now, now stop. Because a lot of times we're, we're limiting our provision through God based on how big we have a perspective of God. Again, recognition of who God is will bring revelation of how much He can provide for us, even in the time of famine. Come on, let your hope start coming up. I know it's been hard in the world that we've lived in right now that, that there's not a lot of people of hope. 
But I speak over you today that you're people of faith, people of hope. God is the God of more than enough. But can you recognize his voice? Joseph is, is it, we believe that it, even though he is a real person, that he was a, a shadow of the coming Christ. He, he, he came to his own, but his own didn't even recognize him. So quickly, turn over to John chapter 1, verse 6. And, and I do 6 because it's special to me. You know, I, I got called. I, I, anyway, it's a long story. Just It says, Then suddenly a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John. Huh? Love that verse. Okay, let's go on. Verse 7, For he came to be a witness to the point, to point the way to the light of life and to help everyone believe. In other words, here's John and he's going, Okay, I'm here as a helper. Sounds like the Holy Spirit's what Jesus is going to say is for us. John was not the light, but he came to show who is, for he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light, for the light of truth was about to come into the world and shine upon everyone. Okay, now watch this. In verse 10, Jesus, he entered into the very world he created. Stop and think. And I'm not going to preach every verse, but just think about this. He's the creator stepping into his creation. The CEO of creation, and he's on the scene. Hallelujah. It gets me excited thinking about it. But it says, yet the world was unaware. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not receive him. Verse 12, but those who embraced him, that's us. You, you want to hear some good news? But those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. Now, you, you might not like responsibility, but there's not too many people that don't like authority. We have been given authority because we're children of God. We embraced Jesus, took hold of his name. Here's what I want you to know. The whole thing that we believe in, the, the, everything that we are, are you ready? Hinges on recognition instead of just the thought of realizing that Jesus says that He's the Son of God. Now let me say that again. Just because somebody might say, well, I don't know if you know Jesus, but recognizing Him as the Son of God makes the whole difference. Until we have recognition, we can't have revelation. And without revelation, we cannot have redemption. Now, I know that's a big word. Redeeming is buying back into renewing or redeeming to the original state of what we were created to be. Before those guys in the garden messed up. Do you remember the story of Jesus's? died for our sins, he's been resurrected, he appears to the disciples, and there's a guy named Thomas that looks at him and goes, eh, I'm not going to recognize you unless I feel the nail prints hand in your hands and in your side, the, the spear in your side. See, Jesus says, blessed are those that believe that do, don't have to see, they don't have to feel. 
See, we might be in a, in a zone that all of our life, we might be, I, I don't know, you might be in the ministry, you might have taught Sunday school, you might have had grandma preach to you every day. I don't know where you are. You might have just came to God a couple years ago and somebody has taught you something that's just not true. We walk by faith, not by feelings. Feelings will always persuade us not to do the things that God has asked us to do. Thomas had to feel. Again, let me say it. Without recognition, there's no revelation. And without revelation, there's no redemption. The Pharisees are his own people, the Jewish people that are there. And even if they're sarcastic and all that, they, the thing I want you to understand in this sermon is they didn't recognize him as the Son of God. He would say things like, I'm the bread of life. And they go, what? what? You're the son of Joseph. How could you be the bread of life that came down from heaven? You could say that they, you know, they're walking with him and they're listening and they're, you know, they stumble over the littlest thing that they get caught up in and they cannot put that together. And because of that lack of recognition, They cannot have a revelation that's going to take them into the next step of their life, which is redemption of coming to know God, making Him personal Savior of their life. Let me me say it this way. Here's uh, 12 men that have walked with Him, talked with Him. I mean, they've done life. They can recognize Him. Peter said, you know, you are the Son of God. When Jesus says, who do you say that I am? But there's a, there's a time in all of our lives where we have to be aware of our surrounding because our emotions will get us in a place where we do not recognize God for who He is. Let me, let me explain. Here's these disciples. They're in the boat. The storm. Oh, here we go again with the storm. Yeah, Everybody goes through the storm. And right now we're, we're in a pretty, pretty heavy storm in our country. And instead of the disciples punching each other and going, relax, relax. Here comes our our Savior. Here comes Jesus. They're like, ah, ghost, a ghost. Until they could recognize who he was, they forfeited the God of being their Savior in spite of the storm. See, we can recognize God when things are good, when times are good. We, we can recognize Him when we're walking through seasons of our life with our, with our wife and, and, and we're, we're, we're at the altar and I do. And, but we don't recognize Him maybe at the gravesite. God, where are you? Who are you, God. We recognize him when we get the job that was supernatural. We, we didn't even deserve that promotion, that job. But we, do we recognize God in his voice when they lay us off of that job? That God could provide us a better job. See, until we get to being aware and recognizing who God is through the voice of the Holy Spirit... We will turn to, well, that was a coincidence. Or, in my experience, this. It's something that we need to 
No. In Ephesians chapter 1, um, and, and again, let me move quickly. It says, Paul, Paul is praying and he says, that we, we pray that we are blessed in the heavenly realms. With, we are blessed in the heavenly realms. In the heavenly realms, we're, we're blessed in the heavenly, with what? With all and every spiritual blessing. That, that Every spiritual blessing is ours. See, a lot of people have never recognized that. Well, Pastor, my giftedness isn't love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. <laughs> this guy has a problem with grace. You have a problem with recognition. And until you recognize that the Word of God says that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm, you will always say it's just something that I, I can't do. You're leaving that, so to speak, on the table. It says this, in Christ, for He chose us. I want you to remember that. Some of you that are discouraged right now and you think that you've messed up and there's no forgiveness for you, you did not choose God first. He chose you. In Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight, in love, He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ and according with His pleasure and His will. It's His choice that He chose you. Get out of the, the discouragement. Is, get into the Word of God. Believe with the Word of God. Don't argue with the Word of God. God, you don't love me. You don't care for me. You know, and I'm not talking about always praying. Don't pray about your circumstances. But listen, some of us need to quit praying for just the circumstances and start praying for recognition. And revelation of how the, the situation, the paradigm shift can happen. It's the, there's a guy up there that shouldn't be going slow until I get up there and I go. And I find out that he's going to church and he can't only go in fourth gear. Go as slow as you want. Recognition brings revelation. Again. Paul says, I keep praying, church, that, that your eyes would be open, that you would, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and what? Revelation. That you would get it. Why? That you might know God better. Why would you want to know God better? Because then you would have more recognition of what he's doing in your life. The voice of the Holy Spirit speaking in your life in this way, go this way, don't go that way. Quit saying that, quit saying that. Confess what I say over you. You can hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Recognition brings revelation. Paul says, pray that you'd get wisdom and the revelation to know God better. And it says, and his incomparable great power for you who believe. Again, we're talking about good things. Authority, power. That the same power that raised Christ from the dead, he lives in us, the Holy Spirit. Now, let me end by saying this. Recognition will bring you revelation. By recognizing the things of God, you allow Him to speak the secrets to you. Hopefully, you're sitting there. What secrets? Again, I go back to the passage that we've been talking about, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Here's the secrets. What no eye has seen, no, 
what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. If God says that He is trying to reveal things to us in order for our lives to be what? Better? Yes. And I don't know about you, but it's time for us to say, God, please help me recognize. I've been praying, God, put me in the right place at the right time to meet the right people to bring about all that you have for me. I I told you so many times I talk to people and they go, yeah, I'm a thousand years old and I don't know what God wants for me. I'm still waiting to hear his purpose in my life. Dude, you better get on it. You better get in tune with the Holy Spirit. He's speaking. Do you know who I am? The Holy Spirit would say. This morning. Knowing the word of God will prompt you through his Holy Spirit to be able to do things, to see things, to hear things. See, to the world they go, you, you, you. Hear something? And, and you can just smile because that's what 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says. The things of the Spirit seem foolishness to the world. Those people that don't believe. It's okay. You don't have to look at them with a pointed finger. You are going to hell. Get off of that. But you know the people that they're going to be looking for in the storm. And those are the people that can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. I want to ask the worship team to come up. And as they're coming up, to, we're going to take the Lord's Supper. But here's what I want you to know. Is during this time of, I'm preaching on recognition brings revelation. Have, have you guys been to, to a store? Maybe I, I went to Walmart yesterday and Gwen and I and, and I mean, the place is pretty full. And, and again, we're wearing our masks and everything. And, and, and here, here's what I, I noticed. That there's some people that can be a little bit more, let's just say, snarky with a mask on. People that are driving a car that can't be seen, you know, that they can kind of, you know, drive a little crazier because they don't. So then... Yesterday I noticed that people that wear masks, if we're not careful, we can be a little snarky because they can't recognize us. Gwen called me and said, I'm about ready to check out because I was in another part of Walmart. And, and so I get up to the counter. I can't see her. Now, come on. You go, you can't see a blonde-headed lady that's 4 foot 11? Because I was looking through the crowds of all the mass. So finally she did the, I'm over here. And I went, I've got a mask on. I can't see you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the recognition. If we're not careful in the time that we're in, just as an illustration, be aware that the circumstances don't dictate where you're going. They can change like that by the power of God. Does everybody have...
the Lord's Supper that needs one. If you don't, just raise your hand and we'll get you one. They're a little container. They're in the back if you'd like one. This morning it takes a little effort, so go ahead and start getting it ready. And I was in the congregation the first time I used one of these, and I, I was about 20 seconds behind because I didn't get it out quick enough. As we're taking the Lord's Supper, why I did it at the end of the service is because this was going to be a change in, in how the believer saw the Lord's Supper. When Jesus had the Last Supper, what we call the Last Supper, with his disciples, he was changing everything. A few months ago, we talked about the series 90. Jesus said, we're going to do something different. Instead of taking the bread, taking the the blood of a lamb, and recognizing the Passover of leaving Egypt, of rescuing salvation, it's, it's a new time. It's a new day. And what we're going to do is this bread represents my body. This juice represents my blood, which I'm giving for you. Now now watch this. If they could not recognize this new day, if they could not recognize it, they would not have the revelation of what Jesus came to do. But that revelation led to redemption if they received him And every time that we take the Lord's Supper, we recognize what He did for us. It brings awareness to us. There's good, godly emotions that come out of this that we say, oh, I feel better, again, being reminded of the love God has for me. So this morning, would you just, before we take it, would you just look at this little wafer, this little circle, And just say, God, thank you for giving me your life to dying on the cross for me that my sins might be forgiven. God, I recognize you as Savior of my life. This morning, let's take the bread together. In the same manner, he took the cup and he said, This is my blood, which I give for you. Now, before we take the cup together, I I want you to realize that there's more than just symbolism. That we believe as we are in covenant with God Almighty, that as we take the Lord's Supper, that we remind ourselves, right, that we're in covenant but that by His stripes we are healed. We do not go around looking to get sickness in our life, disease, whatever. But we do believe that God heals our body. This morning, 
where we're at as a church, there's probably nobody that doesn't know somebody that is sick or has been sick or their family has been exposed and they're waiting for tests or whatever. And this morning, I want you just to put them right there in your mind. Because I'm telling you, only God knows tomorrow. And we know that tomorrow He holds in His hand. So we believe in healing despite what comes tomorrow. Can I get an amen from believers? Let's take the cup together. Father, we thank You giving Your Son to die on the cross for us. That God, in spite of all the circumstances, God recognizing You, not just as Savior, but also Lord of our lives, gives us the assurance that You hold tomorrow. Father, we love You. This morning, in the next few minutes, I would like you to participate. We're going to sing this song, I Surrender All, as a confession. And then we're going to sing that song again, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Recognizing who He is. Getting excited that no matter if we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I can fear no evil. Why? Because He's right there with me. And we can allow all of the stuff in our life. Let me tell you, all the good, bad, and ugly can, can grow strangely dim because we're focused on Him. Amen? Participate, would you? Would you just stand this morning? Hallelujah.